0: So I don't do this uh, often, but earlier today I went to Google and gave a talk uh, at their Talks at Google series, uh, and the title of my talk was "Dear Old People, Meet Today's Teenager." Um, uh, over the last several weeks, with I, I interviewed a bunch of teens, with the help of teens from across the country, I made a list of ten things teens think old people don't understand about them. So um, what you're about to hear is a a, a version of of the talk that, that I gave earlier today at Google, and uh, hope you enjoy it. Over the last month, we've watched hundreds of thousands of teenagers organize and participate in massive rallies across the country. They've done this in the face of both pain and serious frustration that adults have utterly failed them on something very basic, keeping their schools safe. Adults who have been unable to achieve common sense gun control following mass shooting after mass shooting are now placing their hopes in this younger generation. But isn't this the same generation that made the idea of eating Tide Pods a viral sensation in recent weeks? How much do you really understand today's young people? And how much do you even care? For most old people, the answer to both is not much. But you should care. They will create massive changes in the world over the next 50 years, and for us to be able to teach and influence them as they begin to make those changes, we need to understand them. And so if you'll allow me to be your guide, I'd love to tell you a little bit about today's teenager. But first, who am I? My name's Corey Levy. I'm in my mid-20s, and although I'll be using we for each point as the presenter of this information, teens consider me to be an old person as well. I worked for years to stay on top of this generation in part because it's my job. I'm the co-founder of After School, which is a company that I started while I was a teenager. And After School is the largest teen-only social network in the US with millions of users. I'm also a board member of DoSomething.org, a digital platform powering social change and engagement for over 5.5 million young people. And today, I'm going to help you understand this generation a bit better. With the help of teens from across the country, I've made a list of 10 things teens think you old people don't understand about them. So let's get started. Number one, we're heavily addicted to our phones, and that you probably already know. But what you probably don't know is we don't know our phone numbers. Yes, teens are addicted to their phones, but few teens actually know their own phone number. How is this possible? Teens grew up knowing a world without smartphones. They're more reliant on them than adults, and they use them very differently. Teens today, they care more about usernames and apps, not phone numbers. When they meet someone new, they don't exchange their phone number. They exchange their Instagram handle or their Snap username. Teens, they don't text using iMessage or SMS because parents can see. They communicate with friends on on Snap and Instagram, not by talking on the phone. Um, they've never used an alarm clock and think that doorbells are completely unnecessary. And, you know, they use their phones to do everything. Listen to music, read news, play video games. It pretty much shapes the entirety of their lives. Here's how two teens describe their connection to their phone. Eshaan, an 18-year-old, said, Teenagers are digital natives. They don't live in a mobile-friendly world. They're a mobile-only generation. Another high school senior told me, Parents just don't understand why we move from thing to thing so quickly. It's not that we have a short attention span. It is our generation's ability to filter through information more quickly because we just get bombarded with it so much. Point number two. Facebook is lame, but we love streaks. Teens today think Facebook is for their parents and grandparents. It's old, clunky, and invasive. In fact... This is one of the reasons we developed After School. The After School app helps teens connect and share with other students at their high school. Teens have used our our Would You Matching feature over a billion times to connect with their peers for activities. They've used our our Compliment feature just in the last 24 hours to send over hundreds of thousands of positive messages. And they've used um, uh, anonymity to share things that they wouldn't share on other networks. They'll talk about difficult issues like coming out, depression, the stress of high school. What we've seen happen is that their high school community will usually rally around them and lift them up. And when we detect that a teen might need help, we give them the opportunity to connect for free with a trained crisis counselor at Crisis Text Line. Over 100,000 teens have used this. Possibly, the most popular way that teens communicate right now is, is using Snapchat. Teens are are absolutely obsessed with Snapchat streaks. For those of you who don't know, a snap streak is when you send direct snaps back and forth with a friend for several consecutive days. The longer you go without breaking the chain of communication, the longer your streak is. Snapchat rewards longer streaks with special emojis, such as the 100 emoji for streaks lasting 100 days, or a mountain emoji for an extremely long streak. Teens invest an inordinate amount of time keeping streaks alive. I've seen streaks that have lasted years. There's nothing more devastating than losing a streak you put months of work into. Here's how a 16-year-old teen from Brooklyn put it. I think in some weird way, it makes concrete a feeling of friendship. Like you can talk to someone every day, but a streak... Is physical evidence that you talk every day. Teens see snap streaks as proof of long-term friendships with meaningful people. This can be validating for high schoolers who are, who are acutely aware of, of social dynamics. Will, Will went on to say, Streaks are a big part of social acceptance. Having more streaks makes you feel more popular. I think streaks are a way of showing how many people you talk to. It's like a score. If you see your friends have a lot of streaks, you're like, whoa, that guy knows a lot of people. It shows their social status to see how many streaks they have. I've seen teenagers, um, uh, if they're going out of the country or going to camp and they don't have access to their phone, they will give their friends uh, their passwords to Snapchat just to keep the streak alive. Teens also love Instagram. Instagram Live is particularly popular. This allows them to connect with their, their Instagram audience in real time. And an important new trend among teens is setting up a second fake Instagram account called Finstas, whereas the first account is a public persona, the Finsta is a more unfiltered experience. 17-year-old student Esther described it as, on my Finsta, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's a more multifaceted version of me. Many teens are aware that potential employers and, and colleges can and will look for information about them online. A Finsta as a way to keep that information private. 16-year-old Kylie described her use of Instagram and Snap by saying, people on my IG, which is short for Instagram, are always doing Instagram Lives, usually for attention. Something I do unconsciously is pull out Snapchat anytime anything interesting is happening, especially around New York City. A majority of my videos on my phone are in Snap memories. Anytime I take a video, it's with Snap for sure, just because it's easy to share. So teenagers aren't using the default Apple or Google cameras when they want to take a photo. They're opening up Snapchat, taking the photo, saving it to their camera rolls, and then deciding whether or not to to send it to anyone on Snap or Instagram. Number three, we're modern-day Shakespeare's. Teens have been inventing new language at a faster pace than ever before, and we usually start copying them. Here are some examples of what teens are saying today. There's an acronym. A-M-O-S-C. Add me on Snapchat. Bad means good. Bruh means bro. Cringe. Uh, people use that to say like, something is cringe, something that's, is gross or awkward or uncomfortable. Curve or swerve is to reject someone. Don't at me means don't call me out or don't disagree. Binna is is gonna or fixing to. Finsta, as I mentioned before, is a fake Instagram. Goat is greatest of all time. Gucci means good. I'm weak or dead means that's so funny. KMS is a new FML. KMS is kill myself. FML is fuck my life. Um, an example of that, you know, I, sh- I should be asleep right now, but instead I'm on Twitter. KMS. Savage means bold or strong. Low key means secretive. High key means something that everyone should know, not secretive. Plug. Is someone that can provide them with something. Shipped is short for relationship or in a relationship. Straight fire means good or trendy. Um, to describe your friend group, people are using the term squad or fam. Salty means to be bitter. Sus is shady or suspicious. Uh, the acronym WYD is what you doing. The acronym WYA is where are you at. V means very and yeet. Is excitement. This may all seem foreign now, but in a few months, you might be hearing a news reporter say, what Facebook did was so sus. Number four, but we're moving beyond words. Teens also have made popular an array of new communication techniques, peppering their communication with a, a bunch of emojis, memes, and gifs to express complex emotions pretty quickly. If you look at any teen text conversation, you will immediately notice the difference with adult texts. Teens use tons of emojis and, and GIFs, and this makes sense. They're used to a flood of information and have become good at processing quickly and conveying ideas super quickly. It's much more efficient for them to use one emoji instead of three or four words, and it's infinitely more efficient to use a, to use a, a GIF instead of you know ten words. Number five, we don't get why you are so closed-minded. Teens think adults are closed-minded when it comes to th- things like same-sex marriage, different sexual orientation, and mixed-race dating. This makes sense when you consider that they are a part of the most racially diverse generation in America. 48% of their generation is non-white. 81% of, of uh, uh, have, you know have friends that are, are, are a different race, and 35% have dated someone of another race. Here's how one team put it. Most kids like myself, and especially ones in urban environment, care about the rights of themselves, but also people that don't look like them or share similar attributes. And that's the reason why we actually go out and and protest at City Hall, because it's hard for adults who are stuck in their ways to see when change is necessary. uh, 16-year-old Sydney, who's a junior in high school, told me. Number six. Gamers are heroes, not geeks. Teens still love their movie stars, musicians, and athletes, but who can be a celebrity is much more broad for them than it was for you they idolize vloggers like jake paul who has nearly 15 million youtube subscribers and whose videos have been watched billions of times i was lucky enough to be his first investor in his management company team 10. they follow entrepreneurs like elon musk tim cook mark cuban and gary Vaynerchuk, and perhaps most interesting they've made esports figures their heroes Pro video game players have massive followings, major corporate sponsorships. They compete in huge arenas and make more money than regular athletes. 26-year-old Tyler Ninja Blevins is the most popular gamer on the gaming video streaming service Twitch. Ninja earns more than $500,000 per month playing the pop culture game sensation Fortnite, which is huge amongst teenagers. Much of this comes from Amazon Prime subscribers who are allowed to donate to his Twitch channel and from his over 5 million subscribers on YouTube. Just recently, the other week, Ninja managed to get the artist Drake to play Fortnite with him. They shattered records, drawing over 635,000 concurrent viewers. The stream quickly became the top trending topic in the United States, and at one point, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith Schuster hopped on the hopped on the stream. Here's how one teen put it. While athletes and movie stars are still famous, they idol- the, the idolization of entrepreneurs like Gary and YouTube vloggers and influencers has completely changed the perception. The fact that an entrepreneur came out with a shoe that sold out to kids in seconds is unreal. High schoolers are paying more and more attention to esports and so is the world. For example, Fortnite, where Ninja, best player in the world, played with Drake, Juju Smith-Schuster, a Steelers player, and Travis Scott," said Jesse, a 16-year-old. Number seven, streetwear reigns supreme. Teens today differentiate themselves in many ways. When it comes to fashion, teens are increasingly choosing streetwear brands like Supreme and Vans over mainstream brands like Nike. Supreme has a particular outsider appeal for teens. The brand launched in 1994 in New York City as a skateboarding and clothing company. It caters to to skate and hip-hop cultures and to youth culture in general. It's become an absolute obsession for many teens. When teens get word of a new product launch on Reddit Reddit or or, or other social media, hundreds of teens will line up outside the New York store to get their hands on the product before it sells out. And those who do get their hands on the new lines of, of Supreme Shoes and Clothes... They're uh, 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 they can you know, resell those on the secondary market for massive markups. Big finance is paying attention. The Carlyle Group vested in Supreme, is valued at, at over uh, uh, just around a billion dollars. Number eight, we have no interest in working at big companies. Most teens have little interest in working for major corporations, even tech ones like Google or Facebook. They've seen their parents and older siblings struggle in the workforce and become, and become unhappy despite having well-paying jobs. They are more entrepreneurial than older generations, have less patience for bureaucratic work environments, and crave more independence. In fact, 72% of teens say they want to start their own business someday. Number nine, you've left us a big mess to clean up. Teens have grown up watching reports of a broken political system, devastating climate change, mass shootings at schools, homegrown terrorism, and ongoing wars. It's no surprise that 68% of their generation feel the U.S. is headed in the wrong direction, and 44% are worried about the way things are going, more than any other generation. Number 10. We will have a bigger impact than you think. It's easy for adults to think, teens today are reckless much of what we read or hear in the media focuses on the negatives like like teens trying to pull off crazy stunts for youtube views or teens infatuation with the jewel a sleek e-cigarette that can be used indoors without attracting unwanted um, unwanted attention and that you can hide pretty much in a a closed fist and don't get me wrong the massive popularity of e-cigs is something we should be concerned about but these types of behaviors are, n- are, are really not much different than the, the, you know, the rebelliousness of prior generations. One, t- one teen described this well. Just like the generations before them, teens will always want to rebel against the norm. We're not worse. It's just that you, you see it more because everything is being recorded, a 17-year-old told me. Focusing on these negatives makes us lose sight of the bigger picture. What thousands of hours observing teens has showed me, and what many studies show, is that teens today have a strong work work ethic and balance forward-thinking liberal views with old-school traditional values. So when we adults think about this new generation, we should be open-minded. Teens are multifaceted. Their generation has been called many names. Uh, In fact, I I asked a, a number of teenagers Um, You know, if you were, if you were able to name your generation, what would you name it? And some of the answers I got in addition to, you know, Generation Z were as follows. Generation, uh, so Generation Z, Gen Tech, the Viral Generation, the Founders, Generation Next, Digital Natives, Tech Fluencers, iGeneration, Gen Mobile, Gen Remote, Um, and and more. It'll take some time for, you know, one of these names to stick, and we're still learning about them, so so an entirely new name may gain prominence. But regardless of what they're called, I think one thing is clear, and that is that we should not underestimate them. Yes, you know, they use phones in ways we didn't. They idolize eSports stars, and they can be quirky, but they're already showing us that they're going to step up and tackle major challenges in ways other generations haven't. Last weekend's March for Our Lives event was inspired and organized by teenagers. It brought over 800,000 people to Washington, D.C., and countless more to hundreds of sister marches across the country. This is more than the inaugural women's march, the Vietnam demonstrations in the 60s, and more than the million man march. Today's teens have energy, passion, and a no-nonsense attitude about fixing the problems they've inherited. If what they have accomplished in the last month is any indication we old people are in great hands. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me today. and happy to answer um, any questions that you have about teenagers. Feel free to um, shoot me a, 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 an email, Corey at CoreyLevy.com, C-O-R-Y at C-O-R-Y-L-E-V as in Victor Y.com or hit me on Twitter at Cory at C-O-R-Y. Thanks for listening.